2: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and I'm here today with the one and only Mercedes. And today we are going back into the vaults and diving into the very interesting love life of the one and only Kim zolciak biermann This initially started as an investigation to find out who Big Papa really is, but as I started my research, I began finding a treasure trove of other interesting tidbits on her love life and relationships, so I decided to make this a full retrospective on her love life. Thank you for coming on this journey with me, Ms. Mercedes.
0: <laughs> well, you know, she's one of the OGs. She's the OG from Atlanta. Um, I have been watching Atlanta from season one on Hulu and kind of catching up. So it's so interesting. There's so much about Kim that she shows us, but at the same time, we also don't know. Yeah, she kind of comes onto the
2: show, obviously as like the token foolish white woman. N- not not socially conscious white woman either, by the way. I mean, throughout the entire show, she like looks at Sheree and she was like, we are twins. You are the black me. I am the white you. And Sheree, I found like their friendship to be like oddly sexual. Like when they were talking about like how beautiful each other is and like Kim saying like
0: were you popular? Sheree's like I was always popular. I was always popular.
2: It's okay. so, like are you two gonna fuck? Like I don't know. I kind of got uh, the vibe. Just,
0: And you know what's crazy to me from season one two is how the kids looks so different and i know a lot of people have had opinions about brielle and ariana but sheree's son he was going through those groceries because he looks fantastic now like he's hot but it was his formative years too, her daughter all those things so i'm just like aghast because right now i'm starting season two and it's like riley um mm-hmm. you know yeah she's so young
2: I know. And it was cool to see how far he has come in like the 10 years of the show being on mm-hmm. the air. You kind of see like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. Sheree's son was like kind of like a chubby little middle schooler. And now he's just <laughs> the most stunning man I've ever seen.
0: And you know Beyond what? Believe. I really like Lisa Wu. Lisa <sighs> wu got so much energy. I really like the relationship with her husband. And one thing that I noticed watching season one back all over again, was that, and Atlanta does it. Married to Medicine has always done it. And I feel like it's definitely the women in Atlanta that have always brought in the spouses. And it's always like a big party with like spouses and wives. And it's a collective thing because like in New York, nobody's even married anymore, right? (laughs) And a lot of the other franchises, like not the men are not included in Atlanta through whatever kind of series it has been the men are always included in part of the dialogue and i appreciate that cuz you get to hear their perspective and what they think about the arguments that the women are going through or that what they think about like different things that's happening so i love that
2: totally i guess you know the one man we didn't see on season 1 of atlanta was big papa i love you big papa, papa!
0: <laughs> Thank you, big papa. Well, <laughs> because Nini was right, he was married the whole time. Close your legs to married men. Like, married man. Puka, <laughs> <laughs> <Hoka. Hoka>. <laughs>
2: Do you remember when she called into Watch What Happens Live and just cursed out Kim for a solid, like, four <laughs> minutes? And Andy is sitting there basically masturbating, just being in his pure ecstasy. He's like, this is why these shows exist, because women like me calling in and just ripping her a new one. So this, <laughs> this all began because... I don't know. I was stoned one day and started writing a list of bonus episode (laughs) ideas. And I was like, but who is Big Papa? So as I was saying in the beginning of this show, I was doing some bare bones research on him and he is just like a random rich dude. So boring. So as I started digging a little bit deeper, I started finding other things about Kim that actually (laughs) were a lot juicier. So to begin, we've got to start out in the from the time frame of 1997 to 1999, um, I was three years old. So when <laughs> Kim was 16 or 17, can't. Oh, actually, I should start back for a little bit. So Kim was born in Florida, which explains a lot. She was a child um, of the military. So she, I guess, moved around a lot and then ended up growing up and finishing high school in Windsor Locks, Connecticut. So... When she was ages 16 to 17, Kim actually had an affair with a Windsor Locks police sergeant who had interviewed her as a material witness in a criminal investigation. So a young woman was sexually assaulted in the town, and I guess she knew Kim, and Kim was brought in by the sergeant, John McDonald, who was 47 years old at the time, and he brought her in for questioning And the two of them ended up having a sexual relationship for two years while Kim was 16, 17, and potentially 18. And one of the officers on the Windsor Locks police force ended up realizing what the hell was going on and reported the Sergeant John McDougall, whatever his name is. And he ended up being initially fired And then the termination was changed to a 45-day suspension without pay. And then that was then shortened to, I believe, a 23-day suspension for hooking up with a minor. What?
0: So I always, like, many, like, moons ago, I had kind of heard this theory, this background story, as the potential to be Brielle's father, because we all knew when, the, when Kim's parents, after they got into that nasty feud, after, if you watched Don't Be Tardy for the party, and you saw the falling out with her mom, because she didn't let her mom, well, her mom didn't want to use <laughs> porta potties <laughs> That was outside. Right. And then there was all this stuff, and then her dad said, like, oh, well, she's been married twice, but she has three different fathers for her four kids. And then it came out that obviously Brielle had a different dad than Ariana. This is when I originally found out about her sleeping with a cop, the older cop from Connecticut. And that who that's who allegedly was Brielle's father.
2: Yes. So that brings us to <laughs> the second kind of discussion, which does address this. So Brielle's father is... Nowhere on earth I dug I think like seven pages back On Google being like Brielle Bierman dad Brielle Bierman real dad Real dad real dad And you can't find anything We had Nini a couple years ago After Roachgate when Kim came back For season seven Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Brielle ended up filming roaches In Nini's bathroom Nini posted on Instagram Saying you look just like your foolish ass mama Which like truth the true <laughs> words have never been spoken. Blah, 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 blah. Please think before you speak to go a step further. Your whole family better stop lying on me every chance you get before I sit in an interview and tell everything from who your daddy is to how difficult your whole family mm. is behind the scenes. So Mm-mm-mm. Nini knows where the baddies are buried. Yeah. I'm going to have to, we got to get this out of Nini.
0: I feel like it's a matter of time. I don't even know why Nimi wouldn't have come with it at this point. And to be fair, like Mimi's been problematic since season one. Like she always goes, pushes way too far over the deep end. But that's probably what made her one of like the best OG housewives. So, oh my God. I mean, would she ever come with it? Maybe not because there's been rumors about like her and Greg's alleged open relationship. And like there's been a lot of rumors literally about like her dating someone else. Since Greg's been six. So maybe she doesn't want to come up with that because the other stuff with her like alleged side boyfriend might come out. I don't know. And well, this is only like hearsay from what I hear and then read in the groups. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly.
2: None of this allegedly. is Allegedly. <laughs> so I was able to find this John McDougald's Facebook, and he is a real old man, like full on old man.
0: Mm. So if you look at the I'm grabbing out old.
2: If you look at the like the doc I sent you before, I put his profile picture mm-hmm. in. I'm not going to post this on the internet because it's like a little aggro for me to be like, look at oh, this, which yeah, actual yeah, yeah. man. And I hate to say it, but Brielle has his eyes and his exact nose. And wow. and Brielle, I I believe Kim was 18 when she had Brielle. So, well, actually, wait, let's think. So. I can't do mental math. God knows, especially after a glass of wine. She started when she was okay, 29. Okay, so let's
0: just say this. There was all this drama that she claimed that she was 29 when she first got on the show, and everybody was like, bitch, you're not 29. And so <laughs> there's mean. even been debates about when she graduated in Connecticut, because people that went to school with her in Connecticut, they were like, she's not in my yearbook. Like, yeah. She was nowhere around. There's no proof of like, when she actually graduated high school.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that timeline is making any sense. You know, I don't mean to age shame anybody. However, Kim was 100% not 29 years old. And, <laughs> it <is absolutely laughs> like, and it's not an, whatever, It hasn't. it's not a knock on her. Also, you know, you do have to kind of give a little bit of it to like season one makeup and not knowing what you look like when you're on camera. And she was also wearing those party city wigs that were not oh, yeah. doing her any favors.
0: Definitely. And then she claimed that she had had cancer, but then in the oh. same sentence, like five minutes later, she was like, Okay, it wasn't really cancer, but it was something else. Like, but I was sick. And everybody was like, Really? <laughs> she said she said Is that
2: I I ninety percent had cancer and <laughs> it was and so I didn't have it. Was so close to 100%, but it, it didn't get it. It didn't get there. She's so and I also found out that her mom had a hair salon in her basement. So it makes sense that Kim, the wigs, you know, songs about wigs. Mm-hmm, she, it, mm-hmm. she, it's just hair has been her life. Hair, hair is life.
0: But what's crazy is that, like, her mom was in the first season. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they were close at some point. And then it all fell apart when she met Croy. But we'll, like, we'll get there as we go through the list of, like, her love life. Ooh, this list,
2: tr- like, this, <laughs> this is, like, truly the tip of the iceberg. Man number two is horrific. Uh, but oh, wait,
0: but I just want to say this about Big Papa. Did you know that his daughter um, is actually really good friends with One, Farrah Abraham, so uh, Kyle Richards' daughter. And then also the kids from, like, rich Kids Beverly Hills. Yeah. So they're actually, like, friends, and they post stuff together. Wow. And so she's kind of, like, in that network.
2: Yeah. How mortifying would it be (laughs) to, like, see your dad's mistress on the internet? On on TV being, like, $68,000 for a brand-new caddy. Um... Also, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but now that we're just talking about it. So Big Papa got his daughter a White Ranger over the same one as Kim. And what I have a feeling I got have a feeling they <laughs> broke up. He was like, "Bitch, give me my car back. And then he he takes it to the cleaners. He gets a nice detail vacuum job. He gives it to the daughter and he's like, happy birthday, honey. My golden." Because by season
0: two, they (laughs) weren't together anymore. Yes, yes. I can totally see it.
2: By season two, they... uh, Okay, we'll get there. So, okay. So Brielle's dad is a big TBD. We don't know. We are allegedly Mm -hmm. saying it is this old sergeant. Who knows? Who knows? Do your own research you guys and find the picture on Facebook. The
0: world may never know.
2: But I'm telling you, the I'm like is fucking zooming in on this old man's face right now. <laughs> He's got her exact nose before she started injecting Botox into her nose and the exact eyes as Brielle like it is. It's uncanny. Okay. Again, this is like Khloe Kardashian vibes where I'm like zooming into the hairdresser's picture and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm claiming someone isn't their real father. But frankly,
0: when you look <laughs> at a picture of me and my dad, it, it's very clear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like, look, I look a lot like my dad. More than my mom, but I, I look a lot like my mom, but I look a lot like my dad too, yeah.
2: I look a lot like my mom and I look a lot like my dad's sister. So not Kathy, who's actually mm. Tuesday's episode gonna be a banger, gonna mm. be a banger. Um, love her, love Aunt Kathy. Aunt Kathy's coming on. Get your um, get your drinks ready. <laughs> it's gonna be a boozy. It's gonna be a boozy ride. Um, but I look just like my aunt, so it's like, yeah. When you see me, you're not like, God, it looks like her mom was banging her trainer. It's like, no, there was definitely no. <laughs> Infidelity there, but that's it. Who knows? But
0: also Brianna and Ariana don't look alike. Not at all.
2: I mean, now they kind
0: of do, but, but they're all but getting now they do. The work done. Because Ariel like Ariana is so thin now. She's got that long brunette hair. Like we all thought that she was gonna be the one to like go to school, kind of like pursue her own life, and she's totally fallen into the like Zolciak, Beerman mold. It's crazy.
2: The thought trap. So crazy. Well, she was supposed to go to school at the University of Arizona or Arizona State, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, in the fall. But I don't know what's going on with colleges now. I was reading all these articles about colleges in the fall just getting so screwed.
0: No, they're, they're all virtual. Which, like, even at my firm, like, we've done internships virtual and it's very hard. Right? So I can only imagine learning virtual. Um, and a lot of schools are paying full tuition still are charging full tuition still, which is crazy.
2: Well, that's kind of like I mean, now this is kind of an interesting conversation a completely different conversation. And honestly, like, yeah, Kim Zolsiak has never had a conversation about education in her life other than trying to deter her children from getting one. But I, I can't <laughs> even so rude. I can't even imagine being a college student. Like I went to a school that was what, like twenty thousand dollars a semester how can you even justify sitting on fucking zoom calls half-assed like i was stoned in every one of my classes
0: anyways if i was home i'd be smoking weed
2: during the zoom like it would be all bad it would be all bad
0: also though did you see that like um apparently they're not letting international students take classes because they're saying well it's not in person so we're not gonna allow you to International students account for a lot of money for a lot of universities. Like, this is a whole separate issue.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to Marymount Manhattan College, and I would probably say, like, 40% of the students who went there were all international students. And so Mm -hmm. imagine the college, one, taking away educations from so many students who, like, come to this country, which is, one, very, very difficult for international students to even come here and take the tests and do the things that they need to do to get an American education. And then also, like, for the college to be losing that money and value from these international students is, is devastating. And and I think a lot of colleges and companies, and I mean, everything is truly crumbling during this crisis right now, but definitely education. And even like New York City schools for these public school kids, like.
0: I know, it's been like a a, I mean, it's a whole separate issue, but it's like a huge political debate whether it's going to open the fall or not. I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is actually turning tangent, into. But, back, to, back to Kim. <laughs> yeah. Back to Kim. Back to Kim's Olsiak beer mix. Again, like,
2: sometimes you get into a tangent on this show. And, like, a couple weeks ago, I got into but, a whole thing, like, about uh, intersectional feminism when I was talking about Kelly Dodd. I'm like, no one <laughs> on this earth understands feminism less then Kelly Dodd. How did
0: my brain this, get this here? This is what I'm saying. The real pathways is it sparks political debate Hello? and it sparks like discussion about the world that we live in. And people are like, oh, it's so superficial. And so like, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's really not. It's like an actual social commentary on what's happening between different wealth Gaps and like different situations in society, different areas in the United States. Like, it's a much deeper issue, but we crack the surface with the real housewives. And but you can go into so much more with it, which is why I love it. And people don't understand it because they're not that deep, but that's okay. I like to, I like to like focus on the deep stuff. <laughs> yeah, you guys,
2: I just want to say for any of y'all haters, I'm, like, talking to only people
0: who, like, listen to the show,
2: who love Bravo and me and everything I do. Uh, for all the haters of my real life, just want to let you people know the highest educated demographic of female TV viewers watch Bravo as
0: their number one channel. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, every time I talk about people, like, I'm like, oh, you know, like, we I have my Bravo girlfriends. We have Bravo happy hours. Like, we're on this the pocket. They're like, really? Real housewives? I'm like, bitch, there are doctors, there are lawyers, there are like people with like, high-level degrees that watch this. So I don't even want to hear it. I really don't.
2: I mean, I've had people come on the show. Our friend Sophia is literally like a PhD in comparative literature, like the most brilliant one. Thank you, thank you. I was messaging her. I was like, Sophia, we got to do a bonus episode. And she's like, why don't we do a literature study of the Mortimers in 18th century literature? (laughs) I was like, I
0: would need the spark notes for Uh, the spark notes. so much. I'm like, I know a lot of Bravo. Sophia knows it on a deeper level, and I'm like, man, sister, like, yes. I'm like, will you be my tutor? Oh my She does it from like a-, <laughs> knows like a social cultural context. She's all in, and I love it. During, I love like, it.
2: The Stassi and Kristen firing and the whole Vanderpump Rules thing. Ugh. She was sending me paragraphs and i'm screenshotting them like a dumb little bitch and like (laughs) trying to like work what she i'm like she's brilliant she says everything perfectly i'm just like fuck those races (laughs) like i'm
0: not (laughs) i'm not as eloquent as she is like this is what's what's wrong with like the social and cultural context of all this and i'm like yeah girl like (laughs) it's fucked up i love it though i love it (laughs) I'm on a different oh level my than. God. Oh my god. I'm on literally uh, no level. <laughs> I'm like I just do this show and
2: people listen.
0: <laughs> Clearly you we guys can tell- and talk shit. Hello. Well, okay. I haven't
2: drank on an episode in so long and we have we're only up to number 2 of 5. <laughs> so, good luck when we get to Croy. We fucking free so good. Oh, that's
0: true. Oh my god. I could be drunk for him now.
2: Like,
0: yeah, and honestly like I vividly remember the dancing with the star scene <laughs> where, like, Kim started hitting on him and all that stuff. And originally, like, I really liked Croy. And I was like, who is this kid? He was way younger than her. He 25. Like, totally, yeah, totally sleeped her off her feet. He wanted that life. She gave it to him. And honestly, I mean, I get it. She's been problematic in the past few years. But I watched Hardy for the party for a long time. Same. I'm, I'm guilty. I did. I'm guilty. I did. I give one, one,
2: 100%. OK. So Kim, after her tryst with John and potential child with him, we then moved to Daniel Tochi. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. T-O-C-E. They were married for two years. They got married in 2001. And she ended up filing for divorce just three months after their marriage. (laughs) That was quick. And he is Ariana's father. So we know that for a fact. So as I was doing more research on him, we realized that Sir Daniel is actually a massive creep. So Kim's ex-husband Daniel was convicted of sexually assaulting and having an illegal sexual relation with a minor back in 2011 initially said minor wasn't named and then it came out that it was actually his ex-stepdaughter confirming that it is not ariana or brielle who would be his stepdaughter so she was abused when she was 14 turning 15 she lived with her mom and Tochi. I guess they had been split up. Um, and she spent two years getting abused by him. She said her mother knew the entire time and begged that she wouldn't say anything because she, the mom, quote, didn't want to mess up Danny's life, which I don't know what kind of cockamamie bullshit that is, but uh, you'd think your children would come that's first a whole me- in whole that mess that's a, that's a super
0: messy situation. I wonder, like, if Kim noticed something was going on and like was like no I'm not about this because listen <laughs> Kim's problematic Kim is not truthful all the time all these things but I, I will say that it seems like she's a good mother so I feel like yeah. if she got some kind of hint or like feeling about something it seems like she kind of got out of that as soon as she could
2: oh wait hold on before I just say anything I messed up with timelines. They were married for two years. They got divorced three months after Ariana was born, just for context. Oh yeah, okay, for context. okay, okay. So they're married for two years. Um got but it. still two years. But
0: yeah. So as Brielle much- was young then. Brielle would have been, yeah, very young.
2: Yeah, I think I let me see when was Brielle born. Should have been like
0: six.
2: Brielle Beerman.
0: I don't know how much older Brielle is than Ariana.
2: She was born in 97. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. No, Not to throw John back into the mix. (laughs) But this was like knee deep in the time where they were fooling around. Anyways. Also, I posted this on my Instagram before, but when you type in Brielle Bierman onto Google, it literally says American Italian socialite. What? What? It's not really tracking. So anyways, this ex-stepdaughter had a horrific... Situation, they had sex 52 times in this apartment, two to three times in a motel, 35 to 36 different occasions in the home. And she became pregnant in 2012 when she was 16 and she had an abortion. And She said like once Danny found out that she was having a child, he kicked her in the stomach and told her to have an abortion. And she at the time was, you know, 16 years old, a literal child and obviously went through with the abortion and had a really difficult time dealing with it because she was always pro-life and she never thought she would like ever be put in that place. He ended up pleading guilty in June of twenty eleven and was ordered to register as a sex offender, attend sex offender counseling, substance abuse counseling, mental health counseling, and anger management classes. He was sentenced to ten years in prison, but only just served over two before switching to probation. Woof. I'm actually that proud traumatic. that Kim got I'm proud Kim got out of that because God knows what that man would have done. That's
0: traumatic, and for, like, the stepdaughter to have gone through all that, for a man to only be in jail for two years, that's a lot, and I feel like, I mean, there are bigger issues with the justice system, but, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like you said, like, thank God Kim left. I feel like she does have smarts on some level, obviously, Right? like, if she found enough guys to fund her lifestyle and... She's always worked to support her kids and, and things like that. Like, She had some sense, so maybe like she noticed stuff and left. Um, I don't know how they met necessarily, but still, that's a lot.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a little bit heavy. Uh, the fact that he had substance abuse issues in addition to like mental health issues, in addition to anger management issues, those are kind of constants that probably mm-hmm, are with mm-hmm. you once unfortunately, a, probably a traumatic thing happens to you that then causes you to rely on substances and have certain mental health issues um, and anger issues, understandably, like if those other things are kind of happening to you. So yep. it's not surprising that she left and I'm glad. And, and I don't believe she has any relationship I don't believe he has any relationship with Ariana. And in 2013, Croy adopted both of adopted
0: the her. Children. Yeah, that's
2: what I was gonna say. Like, I just think really that, like, amazing. He,
0: yeah. Um, so I think that that's just indicative of like one, the good person that Croy is, but two, that the fact that they didn't have a relationship with either of their fathers at all.
2: To also have a mom who is like dating all the time and. Then gets into a relationship with Big Papa, which we are going to nicely lead with into. With a married man. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, even to not be able to say his real name on TV, like, that probably is like a red flag for a child where you're wondering one, why isn't this guy come home for dinner or sleep over ever? It's like, well, because he has another family. Right and why is this guy buying us fancy things but can't be on the big tv show that mommy's on like it must have been kind of difficult for the girls to understand the context of the relationship because obviously i don't believe kim would say i'm the mistress and he's married like kim was always under the impression that he was leaving his wife but that's also like what and all
0: the Yeah. All the girls always said, like, he's not leaving his wife. He never had any intention of leaving his wife. And the girls said this from the beginning. Nene, Sheree, Lisa, Deshaun, like, all of them said it the whole time. They were like, he's not leaving his wife. Like, everybody in Atlanta knew that.
2: Well, unfortunately, like, he doesn't need to leave his wife to have Kim. And I think that's a huge flaw when you're, like, uh, dating a married man and, like, Canoodling with a married guy when you are very well aware that he's married. Like, it's a little bit much to be like assuming, oh, now he's going to all of a sudden turn into this stand up guy, leave his wife, and be a a faithful, great man to me. Honey, no.
0: Life is full of what ifs, some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? he's leaving quote-unquote for you he's not he's not gonna do it with you it's (laughs) not gonna happen
2: backpedaling a little bit
0: big papa's real name is lee
2: Najar. he is a successful real estate manager and supposedly a billionaire kim all throughout season one was like i'm smoking a cigarette big papa
0: he's uh he's a he's a celebrity smoker oh she
2: (laughs) would be smoking cigarettes in the kitchen. What? Yeah. That is disgusting. Granted, I remember like being near family members when they would smoke inside. Even in college, like I had two girlfriends who lived in an apartment. (laughs) Again, you've met this friend and uh she lived with this girl who was a total dirtbag and the two of them would sit in their little tiny apartment and just chain smoke cigarettes and i'd go there and i obviously am like the biggest fucking peer pressure patty like i am (laughs) like we're smoking 300 cigarettes tonight done and i remember i would leave the next day and be like i'm going to reek for three days i have to take 10 spin classes to sweat this out like this is (laughs) is not going anywhere but kim also had a scene where like Dallas austin like the quote-unquote music producer who (laughs) she hired he like and another like producer came over to kim's house and one of them was smoking a cigar inside
0: Like, that smell is so- But not only that, this is like when Kim was like, my dream is to be a country singer.
2: (laughs) I've always wanted to be a country singer.
0: (laughs) And she couldn't hold a tune to save her life.
2: And that's when it is like, I haven't even heard that girl hum. (laughs) <laughs> well, remember when Nini was like drunk in the limo And she was like, I can't get a man She' <laughs> like singing like Kim And like, st- and all the I other i a good deal <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody heard of
0: me me <laughs> Yeah yeah, oh yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was like pretty And epic. that's start
0: started the whole feud That's what started the whole feud with Kim And Nini initially They've had obviously many feuds over the years, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back that first year. <laughs> well, okay, the Kim and Nini
2: friendship frenemy thing, I think really stemmed from both of them knowing one is going to be the star. One of them is going to be the big thing. Mm-hmm. And they both probably felt like they were. And, and granted, like looking at season one, it was the Nene and Kim show. Sheree was like a beautiful backseat yes, to Yeah. And Lisa Wu. Oh, and who's the other one? I can't even think of her name.
0: Deshaun, Deshaun Snow, Deshaun Snow. They didn't even give her a but minute. I like Lisa. I like, I told you, I like Lisa. I like the issue with her husband, Ed. And like, they were like very dynamic, but Lisa was like too much. She was like, blah, 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 blah. Like, so much energy all over the place. You know what I mean? But Mimi was like, oh, me and Kim, we have a great time. Like, it was such a crazy dynamic, season one of Atlanta. Such a crazy mishmash. Deshawn was trying to see that, like, Southern That's... belt. And that yeah. from, she's originally from Detroit. Her husband was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. But remember when she hosted that original fundraiser? <sighs> um, I'm going to raise a million you know dollars. A million dollars. I think she made $10,000. Yes. She spent $30,000 on the party and she made $10,000. Mercedes, I think she made 9000 <laughs> I don't even think she got <laughs> into five digit. But the women in the South are always about doing cherries and doing these things because you, you've never once heard, like, I mean, maybe a little bit of fundraiser here and there in Beverly Hills, but like, maybe in New York but like it's all about it in the south and like that's what the women define themselves with it's crazy well I mean that's like what but this is was what all built the drama on. happened at these parties that's right yep mm-hmm. because that whole first season was about well Leanne was like the coordinator for all the the charity events yada 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 like it was crazy She's
2: like I cannot even donate because I don't have a dime to my name but god damn it I'll raise money for AIDS <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but even Nene, like Mm-mm. that one season, one, she had one moment where I really loved watching her when she had that, like, f- like what Twisted I. Twisted Heart like, Foundation? Yeah, Twisted Heart, where it was about women who were battered yep. and was giving money domestic to. Domestic
0: abuse. Yeah.
2: Domestic mm-hmm. abuse survivors. She went on stage and, like, spoke her truth and was crying mm-hmm. in front of all of her girlfriends. And that was, like, a moment where I kind of felt like. Oh wow! Like this is why we fall in love with Nene because you hear her talk yes, about that this. genuine thing yeah. that you see. Yes, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that's just like vulnerability in itself. And I think I mean, hey, girl, I'm learning. I'm learning. But like, you find like when you do open up in a in a serious, vulnerable way, it allows for audiences to fall in love with you. And where Nene had that, Kim didn't. You don't see anything no, about that in Kim. You just see her trying on like an eight thousand dollar hideous outfit,
0: or having the like the Dior deliveries come to her house and saying like, "I send back whatever I don't want." But also, Atlanta is the first franchise that introduced us to the queens that really made the show. Oh yeah, Miss Lawrence, the race hairdresser, and then also Dwight. Mimi's best friend interior designer extraordinaire all this i miss fashion queen Dude, because sad. lawrence like that was such a good show i loved it so much and they took it away same with the people's couch so like you know, bravo gets it wrong sometimes but i feel like the queens they give a lot of input and they have a lot of gossip and they like and andy cohen always called dwight the sixth housewife He's you know like he always had that and it's true. How dreadful fast and no fast and how dreadful. How dreadful. Yes. Ooh, ooh, how dreadful. <laughs> like
2: they broke up
0: at it seemed
2: like the beginning of season 2, but then a couple episodes in Kim was walking around with a big ol Ring Pop rock on her finger being like big papa yes. has proposed. <laughs> and Candy, who is new to the show, basically says what we're all thinking: How does a man who is legally married get engaged to another woman? Unless you're in like what is it, Utah, like where that's maybe legal? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, okay, so at the beginning of season two, Lisa Wu talks about Kim being a pathological liar. And she's like, Kim said I was on drugs. Kim said all this stuff. Like, I can't trust anything that comes out of her. So all these stories about Kim that have come out, like, what do you really believe? And, like, what was actually true? Or what was really honest? And I I do believe that as we've seen her through the years, what is the real truth behind everything?
2: Kim, like, has an idea for what her life was going to be. And Mm -hmm. whatever it took to get there, she would do. And she proudly had this sugar daddy who was married and proudly drove in his cars and proudly spoke about him to her friends. And I think whatever it took for her to get that money and get that life and get those bags and things, she would kind of do. And as much as she was lying to herself about it, like the realities of those situations, because it's a dead end. Unless he is, like, stamped legally. Legitimately
0: going to leave his life. Yes.
2: You are not going anywhere. And so I understand where the women on the cast were like, you're a bold-faced liar. Like, how do you you sit here and tell us all of this stuff that you guys are going to get married now? And I could just see her kind of, like, believing the bullshit because it's easier than stopping whatever kind of relationship that they have because then that stops the money support.
0: Okay, so I have a serious question for you. Uh Uh-oh. If she was never on the show, do you think she would have just been okay with being the side piece and getting his money indefinitely?
2: I don't know if indefinitely because ultimately I think Kim is a woman who desires attention and a partner and clearly needs people around her whether it's like sweetie the assistant she Mm -hmm. called a slave Mm -hmm. or you know croy who's basically her glorified assistant at this point like i feel like she needs someone always there where a man like big papa is like a big real estate guy like he's probably very busy during the day so if he's a cajillionaire, he's probably like, "Hey Kim, yeah, uh, whatever, get the
0: car. Who a cares?" A cajillionaire? I thought his net worth was only like fifty million.
2: I mean, my net worth is like three thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fifty million compared to Mohammed Yolanda's mm. husband, ex-husband, who was worth like hundreds of millions. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's my comparison.
2: Well, also, like Yolanda's on another level. She's like Dutch model beauty. Kim Zolciak is like I'm a country singer. It's like, bitch, you're just drinking Pinot Noir out of a not Pinot Noir. She would never even drink.
0: Singer who chain
2: who chain smokes like different levels. Yeah, but wait, speaking of Yolanda, did you watch the David Foster documentary on Netflix?
0: Oh my gosh, I haven't yet, but I'm so going good. to watch it. It's so good. Not, like people in the group that are like, he's so full of himself, rightfully so. But like it's just like a, a different, it shines a different light on him.
2: He is such an egomaniac. And as I was thinking of it, he's like trying to get an ego. I'm like, baby, you already got an ego. You don't need the egot. Yeah. Like you love yourself. And the way his daughters were talking about him was so devastating to hear how openly they're like dad sucked one of the daughters like the most neglected out of all of them was so one probably just like glad to be interviewed and a part of things and then (laughs) just was like (laughs) my father like he was never there for me but god when he shined a light on you you knew he was a there yeah. and he was the most amazing man i'm like oh my god how much did you pay her to do this because this is just a crock of shit but he did address the real housewives of beverly hills and he's like people come up to me and say like are not you the guy from real housewives of beverly hills and he's like fuck you i have 18 grammys and fuck that show I'm like damn i'm only watching this documentary yeah, because of that. that like trust <laughs> trust and believe i would not be watching this documentary it if takes- I didn't.
0: Like it just takes me a little while to like get into documentaries from people in like the housewives Facebook and Reddit groups because I'm like okay like I need to make sure that's really good. So the first one that I had watched um, was Epstein stuff, (gasps) which is completely like not related. It was so poorly edited. It really is related. Because Carol Carol. Maxwell, good friends with Ghislaine Maxwell, and that's a whole separate Tune in to episode 120
2: Um, coming out on Tuesday, which will have a whole (laughs) Ghislaine-Carol
0: conversation. Tune in. Breakdown, right? Oh, yeah. But so the David Foster one, because that documentary came out somewhat recently, I was like, okay, I need to watch it. I need to pace myself. I need to, like, put it in my queue. So I was like... Waiting to get into that, but I'm definitely going to get into that purely because of Yolanda. I would never have watched it if he wasn't on the Housewives via Yolanda.
2: Same. All I was looking for, like, I would like stop, like, stop the show every time there was like a still picture and be like, can I see Yolanda in the background? And sometimes you could. And she's so gorgeous. Like,
0: you forget that.
2: I mean, she's just like this stunning, absolutely stunning model. But I mean,
0: Beyond his ego well, and I everything, he's
2: incredibly accomplished. I
0: also watched um, Yolanda's show, Making a Model. Oh, I didn't De watch that, girl. but like, wait, a, we oh, should wait, 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 wait. Very good. Let me put. So
2: I'm starting. So I did like the Real Housewives of DC deep dive, and so now I might be. Oh, with Jasper, yes, oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So. I'm now doing lots of, like, one-season wonder recaps, and I would love to do that with you
0: where we watch...
2: Oh, my gosh. I
0: love it. I'm telling you, like, I'm so into fashion models fashion history, everything. (laughs) Like, I've seen, well, the early seasons of America's Next Top Model, and then I know... Oh, they're um, tragic, but I love it. Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum had her series with Germany's Next Top Model. But, like, I watched all of Yolanda's season. I can tell you all about the contestants because their mothers were involved, too. Like, I'm all into it. All in. Okay, cool. So, you guys, we
2: all in by Teddy Mellencamp, by Mercedes and Megan. (laughs) Um, We've got some research to do. I have so many fun bonus episodes. I've been, like, really into podcasting lately. I I dropped off for, like, two months because I'm, like, a living, breathing human being in 2020 who just is in a quarantine. And...
0: Uh, race war but you know what? i like these deep dives because i feel like if you're a real bravo fan you're doing deep dives on your own right like when the stuff came out about manzo's husband getting the hit by all that stuff like i had already done a deep dive a few months ago This like let me like go back to that deep dive and there's some instagram bravo groups that kind of like go into it and i'm like oh my gosh, i love this stuff i love to hear about like one of them did like a full background on Carol Radswell. I know. I can't. I couldn't a full background find on Demandos, it. The Mando's like
2: the other day. I was. Of, I saw it. A, it was some Bravo account. There's best so of many. It's, it's,
0: it's be, best, of Bravo. Best, best of Bravo. Best of Bravo. Okay. She has it on her. Kind of like you know those stories that, that are permanent on the on yes the highlights. So she has it on the highlights, and she goes in a deep dive into Tinsley Mortimer, Carol Radswell, the Mando's like. She goes deep dive into all of them. And they're really on good. The show. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm like, uh, Megan, when we were like talking about coming back on, I'm like, oh my gosh, Megan, you've had so many great people, so many like good hosts. I'm like, oh, I'm just a fan. <laughs> you know, like, are I'm you not, like, kidding me? Like, great, okay. great hosts. No.
2: The whole thing, like, yeah. this show, I mean, now, like, here I am, like, drinking wine, so I can be I can be honest with the <laughs> listeners. Any listener who's gotten thus far, we were not even talking about <laughs> Kim anymore, but, like, when I record with you, when I record with Jasper, when I record with Kathy, like, certain people bring out who I really am because, like, you know me in real life, and so, like, there's no mm-hmm. bombs. I'm not scared. I'm not nervous. It's difficult mm-hmm. to have a conversation with a perfect motherfucking stranger and try to make something work. And like when I was in the studio, at least there's like a physical connection. You can see facial cues, you can feel each other and, you know, I'll have like a random person come to the studio and we immediately click. Like when I met David, the two of us just immediately started kikiing, and I was like, oh, this is great. Like we could do this really, really easily. And I could feel it's going to be a good show. But when you're doing something over Skype, you don't know this person and you're like, thank you so much for doing this show. But like, are you having any fun? You don't, know <laughs> their,
0: you don't know their knowledge of the background yeah. either. Cause it's like, listen, it's embarrassing. <laughs> how much we go into a lot of like the history the side characters the kids of kids you know like but if you're really that into it like we're friends so like we know like oh we all go into it all the time right (laughs) and and like side shows and stuff like that but when you don't know people you're kind of like do you know that much like do you go that deep into it like yeah I can definitely see that yeah
2: I mean, it's hard and I'm learning, but I definitely, I did a solo episode for a new show like two weeks ago and I like was so nervous going into it. And I'm like, (laughs) bitch, you have been talking to yourself in the mirror your whole life. Like what, what, now you're all scared? Like now you're all timid?
0: Like, okay. When you first started the show... And you started doing two episodes a week. You had the second episode of the week. I to had to. Show <laughs> where you just, gave up, you just gave updates. But it was good. And so that was like your practice. So. I know. Well, now oh, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: going to try. I think uh, these are for the listeners who get to the end of bonus episodes. But I think I might potentially be transitioning into doing all news episodes alone and having guests come on for bonus episodes. Because I think it allows for guests to feel more comfortable with the subject matter that we're talking about. Because sometimes like, and I've said it to you, like, you know, I have a great show of 10 amazing topics, but someone will come in and say, great. I only know three of them. And then, so I'm kind of in this weird position where I'm like, where I could be talking about 10 awesome things. And if you don't know the topic as a listener, it's a two minute segment that I'm talking about. So you can listen to it and understand what I'm talking about, but to have a conversation about something that they're not familiar with is physically impossible. And this is fun. This is very hard. It's supposed to be fun. And I don't want to make people. And like, (laughs) I've had people be like, oh, my God, I'm really sorry. I don't watch this show. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't be sorry.
0: Like, Oh, watch Bravo 24 hours a day. (laughs) This can't be everybody's life. This is my job. <laughs> okay, we
2: gotta. But get even back. Before it was
0: your job, we okay. all watched it. All. Okay, hey, 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 trust,
2: yeah. trust and believe. This is all I watch.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's literally the only channel I watch. So I'm well, like, You're okay,
2: I don't have any other interests. So <laughs> no. just to finish up, Big Papa, we do have to address that his family was on an episode of Team Cribs, and I was wondering if is that what <laughs> Kim <laughs> thinks is a celebrity, which she kept saying. I can't come on the show because he's a celebrity. Teen Cribs this
0: is his only IMDb credit. <laughs> like, what? I, didn't, uh, I don't even know that? what she meant by that. And then also for him being like big papa, I don't think he was that tall. It looked like he was like maybe 5'8", perhaps. Like <laughs> He's got like
2: Napoleon complex vibes, but like I feel like when you are rich, shortness goes away. Like I feel yeah, like it's immediate, 100. and the same with fatness. The same with like a Randall Emmett. Like you've got dollar signs uh, that drops forty pounds off you. But
0: by the way, Randall's lost weight. For one,
2: but he looks hot. Like, I, would do, I would do. I would do Randall.
0: I would never. I would. <laughs> I would never. I don't think he likes ethnic girls, so I don't think well, he would. God do Unless you're um,
2: <laughs> five eight, seventeen pounds, and a fake blonde
0: he's not interested. Yeah. But but Weinstein was very big, you know? Weinstein Um, was
2: big, but he offered people opportunity that they would never have without
0: him. And you know what? I mean, I guess books aren't everything, but sometimes... Listen, I was in the Marines for 10 years, right? So I was like always around buff guys. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a little bit different. It's like can I go from being around guys that are like literally ripped everywhere around me to a guy who likes to eat donuts for breakfast? Like, well, mm, see, I, like don't I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't like go for traditionally like hot guys. Like I don't like hot like I'm so rude. <laughs> like I can't date a really hot person because I'm like, you've got pretty persons
0: to Well, meet. I feel like really hot guys I think are lazy. Because I never had to really work for it, right? Totally. So I want somebody who's in the middle, perhaps like a six or seven. I'm a, like that's where I'm going for. Yeah, I'm looking for like
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking for like a seven point five, <laughs> and I want. I honestly, I want a guy who was fat once like I want like no uh, oh, no.
0: Wait, you- no 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 okay
1: well, so to you don't like a theory, come I'll up
0: i to tell you my theory I'm
2: gonna <laughs> say kind of chubby and then he went to college he went to Ohio State he went to a big beer school and then they're just drinking and drinking and having fun Clock strikes twenty eight years old, and then he's like, "I've got to, I've got to make a change. I haven't been late in three years. Something's got to give." And then he gets like on the health and wellness path, and then he's like, "I love broccoli. I love avocados." And then he's like, "And I love going down on you, Megan." Like, so
0: (laughs) it's like, "Well, okay." So there's two points to that. So one, my college boyfriend. He wasn't big, but he was, like, scrawny in high school. He took a lot of protein. He, like, got really into bodybuilding. He got super buff. He joined a fraternity, and then it was, like, a whole different thing. Like, okay, that's a different kind of come up, right? But I feel like guys are already intimidated by dating girls in the military because they knew the type of guys that we were around, that if they were big and then they lost weight, they already have like certain issues and then to have like the intimidation from a girl that like lived and worked around guys that were really boss. It's just, it's too much. And like, I feel like I can't deal with it as much as like the everyday girl could do with it because they're already intimidated by my experience. So I guess that's where I'm coming from.
2: And you probably could also kick the shit out of one of them, which could potentially <laughs> be like a turnoff.
0: <laughs> I mean, probably so, but I wouldn't say that. I would pretend <laughs> like I couldn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to part one of Kim zolciak Bierman's Dating History. Part two will have DJ Tracy Young and Croy Bierman. So there's a lot to look forward to. I'm thinking. Part two will come out on Sunday, just kind of like an extra bonus episode. I want to get the first 50 minutes out or else it'll take me like two more days to actually edit this long-ass recording. So I hope you guys enjoyed part one. Let me know what you think and tune into part two. Thanks for listening. Bye.